Hello, Hello or Fanatics. <laughs> I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh, oh the, the Horror. Horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, <laughs> supernatural, <laughs> scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can also check out our website at ohthehorrorpodcast.com and check out our social media uh, spaces. And <laughs> oh, I got the giggles. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, you can check our back catalog. Yeah. All See what stuff. we got there. Yeah. We, we got some stuff. <laughs> I knew I was doomed from the moment we did the pause. The pause mm-hmm. killed me. The pregnant pause. Yeah. So those of you that aren't here, um, you know, are not here. I <laughs> Nobody's here, babe. It's just you, me, and the dog. <laughs> and the dog, yeah. HR somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. She's had yeah. an undisclosed list location. Yeah. So we do a 20-second pause before each episode, mm-hmm. and that kind of adds filler for music intro mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. And um, I had to be an idiot just before that. Mm-hmm. And then that was 20 seconds of torture where I couldn't laugh. And I mm-hmm. should have just got it out of my system. But Yeah. Yep. yep. Here we are. Yep. As soon as we made eye contact, I was like, oh, there it yeah, goes. Yeah, no. Off the rails. I've lost them. Already. <laughs> we haven't even started, and it's already gone. Didn't even get the intro. Nope. I think that's nice, though. That's why I like doing the read every time. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. No. You never know what's going to happen. Sometimes words are hard. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we stumble through them. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you think, I've done this a hundred and some odd times. I know what to say, and then you just sit and look at me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's I'm like, why I'm holding this in my hand. <laughs> it's the intro, and it's basically um, it's a script. <laughs> I have I have three lines. Yes, you do, and one of them's I'm Frank. Yes, that's one. That's yep. one of the lines. Uh-huh. You know, and then the other two. Yeah, I need this. Yeah, we've done 141 of these things. <laughs> And you still need it. And I still need it. Oh, it's unreal. Yeah, I was talking to my mom. It's like, uh, it's amazing the things you can do and the things you can't do, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, for example, I was working and I was doing the rosary. Mm -hmm. So, I'm saying a rosary out loud Mm -hmm. and I'm looking on the website and I'm typing something that I'm reading on there Mm -hmm. and I'm doing all that perfectly. Mm -hmm. No spelling mistakes. Mm-hmm. Hands were steady. Everything was good. Uh, and you're not typing Hail Mary full of grace. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I mean, just just working. Yep. And then the next day, yesterday morning, mm-hmm. call my mom, see mm-hmm. how she's doing. Going to make a pot of coffee. I have to tell her to pause so I can count the scoops yep. to put into the coffee maker. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can't pull that off. It's not for a lack of trying. Mm-hmm. I've done it and just mm-hmm. sat there. And for whatever reason. How many was that? Oh, I turned into dumbass. <laughs> I'm like, wait, was that five or seven? You know, <laughs> it wait, It feels like a weight of four. 
I'm just going to start <laughs> I gotta over. I got to dump it and start again. Stop, Mom. We got to stop talking so your stupid son can count scoops into yeah. a coffee because apparently that and talking is just too much. But yet, yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I don't babe. know where I hail from. <laughs> I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm going. I I do know where I'm at. I'm at Oh the Horror Podcast. Yes. Yep. With my just amazing co-host. Uh huh. And stunning creative director. He is gorgeous. <laughs> He's a looker. Oh my goodness! He's yeah. a looker. Yep. And he's got some competition now because there's a Bernie Doodle down the road. There's a Bernie Doodle down the road, and, a, and then there's a Bernie's Mountain Dog Bernie's puppy Mountain down the road. Puppy down the road. Yeah. He name is Teddy. Yeah, Teddy. I don't know. I don't know what the Bernie Doodle's name is. Yeah. yeah. No, Teddy's. Teddy's such a good name, especially for a Bernie. Yeah. Like that's a classic name for a Bernie. Teddy. Yeah. He's gonna grow into that name, just perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, but. Uh, you know, he's cool about it. He doesn't get jealous over stuff like that. Like, dogs don't have that kind of vanity. They really don't. They got a vanity, like, that they use to their advantage. Mm-hmm. But the jealousy is more of the affection. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, there's no jealousy, like, oh, that, that dog's, that dog's better looking. That dog's prettier than me. Yeah, that's just yeah, stupid no, thing humans do. That's my mom. You, yeah. you can't have my mom pet you. Well, you, you can, my mom can pet you, but I got to be sitting on her feet. Yes. HR. HR. A- She's got some thoughts. HR's got <laughs> some thoughts. She's like, stop talking about the fucking dog. Yeah. She got all, <laughs> she's from the island now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't, ru- I wouldn't put it past her. No, she's like Queen's English, throws the pinky out. She is quite proper. You think? So, I uh, I have to make it up to HR. Yeah, no, you you scared the shit out of HR. In my defense, I delivered what was probably oh, it was good. One of the best recreations from a stand-up bit that I've seen in a while. Yeah. I mean, first, it's a pristine bit. Yeah. Uh, Dan Cummins has a new um, stand-up special, and it's on YouTube, and it's uh, trying to be better. Mm-hmm. And he goes into this dissertation about two different owls. One is like the lesser spotted owl or something like that. Sure. It only eats like one type of mouse and one type of squirrel. Mm-hmm. And if those aren't available, it's just like, I don't know. I guess I die. Yeah, yeah. And then he was talking about the eastern barred owl. And how its its call isn't a whoo, it's a whoo, <laughs> it's a Ric Flair whoo. <laughs> so we were watching a Bigfoot episode, and they were like, that's no owl. And I, on cue, do the whoo, <laughs> and Mystique launches off my She literally <laughs> my jumped lap. up. She literally jumped up like three feet in the air. She did. She did and a then vertical moved, three feet. And then moved like a cartoon in air. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen anything like that in a physical sense. And, and then, then she gets on the perch. And proceeds to stare at and me like, stared how at you. fucking dare you? <laughs> how 
dare she you. She stared you down easily for the rest of the episode, which, by the way, was like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so proud of myself because I was like, oh, my God, this is my moment. Oh, my God. So I guess I have to... Uh, Dan calls those Cummins laud, mm-hmm. so I'm going to have to tell him, you know, here I was thinking I was all yeah. awesome, patting myself in the back on my excellent delivery. However. See, that's why I like dogs. <laughs> dogs forgive. Dean just quick. looked at me like, what are you doing? Oh, no. He just looked like, oh, same day. All right. Same day. That's just mom being mom. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I did the arm movement and everything. That's where. So proud. That's where dogs win it for me. Because you can get on the bad side of a cat, and it's like yeah. a Italian grudge. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I'm it's... I'm certain she took out a uh, contract on me, but I am You've the one that points. feeds her. You've so... got points. Let's just put it that way. You got points. You know, you feed her, so yeah. There's needs to be some you yeah. know decorum, but yeah. but you have points. Yeah. You know, and you're gonna have to work those off. Yeah. I got some demerits. My my points are unforgivable. I brought the dog home. Yeah. I came with the dog. Yeah. While she had the easy life for years. Yep. So, yeah. She did. So you want to do a podcast today? I suppose we could. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of why we're here, isn't it? Yep. Episode 142. Mm-hmm. What do we got today? La Pascualita. Yeah. Or... Remember, I was telling you last week about how there's this bridal shop in Mexico, and it's got this mannequin, and you're like, what's that got to do with horror? Well, buckle up, folks. Exactly. It's a pretty crazy... uh, Because La Pascualita is the inspiration for the corpse bride. This is a uh, a long-time legend. Mm -hmm. It's gone for a long, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. long time. Since 1930. 1930, yeah. Coming up on 100 years. Hundy. Yeah. And uh, there's people that go to travel just to see mm-hmm. this bride. Yep. This uh, mannequin, mannequin, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But it has a it has a history and it has a story. It sure do. Yeah. What do you got for sources on this? Uh, RandomTimes.com. That's and random. TrippingOnLegends.com. Yeah. Yeah. I got the. What uh, you got? I got the Yucatan uh, Times. Mm-hmm. I got the Mexinist. Which sounded so racist. Kind of does. Till I read it, and it wasn't. Then you're like, oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. You can, Fair enough. You can go to that direction. I know I can't get away with saying that. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, I was rolling the dice just saying it once. Yeah. There'll be some Karen writing yeah. saying, who the fuck do you think you are? Well, yeah. Or right? like that. Yeah. Yeah. One of my, one of my very good friends and f- coworkers is Mexican. So yeah, yeah. I feel so, like feel like we kind of get a little bit of a pass. You should ask her. You know, my my husband said the word Mexinist. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Well, here's the thing. And it's a source. You know, after she goes off, <laughs> uh-uh, it can't happen, Jen. It's like, well, it's a source online to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, La, La Pascaluta. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think she'd have, have a, a hard time bigger talking. problem with, I know, that. with that. Yeah, fucking stumble. Yeah, she'd be like, uh, "I got Oddity Central." Uh huh. Um, I got Seeks Ghosts. It's a uh, like a blogs area, and then um, actually there was this um, uh, CalebWild.com. And the reason I picked him, well, I'll talk about that later. 
What do you think, bud? We'll save that I towards the end. So seems suspicious. So how does this? How does, what's this all, right. all about here, babe? All right. So we're gonna start. We're just gonna jump right in. Jump right in. Embalmed quartz. Corpses are not an unusual tourist attraction. No. Several popes are on view at the Vatican, and it's normal that visitors still flock to see Lenin's preserved body in Moscow's Red Square. However macabre, these corpses serve something of a historical purpose. However, it's not quite the case with La Pascualita. She's a Mexican tourist attraction, and she and has people long wondering whether... She's a mannequin or a corpse, a corpse yeah. being used as a mannequin. So behind an unpretentious shop window of a small wedding dress shop in Chihuahua, Mexico, there's a dummy of a girl wearing a wedding dress. So far, nothing unusual, right? It would be the norm. You would yeah. expect that. Yeah. And yet the store, La Popular, La Casa de Pascualita, hides a little and curious mystery. The mannequin, which has been on display for almost 90 years, has special characteristics. The color of the skin, the hands furrowed with veins and wrinkles, the nails are worn out, have led many to suppose that it might not be a mannequin at all, but a perfectly preserved embalmed body. La Pascualita made her first appearance in the window of the store on March 25, 1930. Its glass eyes with a very sweet look, real hair, and a particular shade of skin color immediately struck the passers-by, but also the employees of the shop. After a while, someone noticed the surprising similarity between the mannequin and the daughter of the shop owner, who had recently died. From there, we have Cats what, what is birthed yeah. as an urban legend, and it was, it was a pretty... Short step to get there. <laughs> Pascuala Esparza was the owner of the store. She had a beautiful daughter whose name was lost in the folds of time and history. The girl tragically died on her wedding night from the bite of a black widow. Shocked by the loss of her daughter, Pascuala had her body mummified and put it in the window to allow her, in death, to be the bride that she was not able to be when she was alive. As often happens, the rumor quickly took hold and many locals were outraged, even threatening the poor mother, who obviously tried to deny it, asserting that La Pascualita was simply a well-made mannequin, Do you know which what... is not uncommon. No, no, no. Do you know what the name of the store was back then? La Popular. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great name. Yeah. The denials were useless because now everyone is already believing the story of the corpse bride. Oh, I bet that took off like a rocket. Like a freaking... <sighs> <laughs> like a Tokyo bullet train. That Yeah. So over the years, <laughs> the story has become increasingly imaginative. According to another local story, La Pascualita is indeed just a mannequin, or at least started out that way. However, a visiting French magician became so entranced with the bridal mannequin that he would visit her window each night and bring her to life dancing with her and bringing her around town before returning her to the storefront window each morning. Yeah. In addition, customers have claimed that La Pascualita's eyes follow them as they walk around the store or that they have turned around to find her suddenly in a different position. Perhaps the influence of these stories also affects the store shop owners. One of, uh, one of them told 
quote, every time I go near Pascualita, my hands break out in a sweat. Her hands are very realistic, and she has varicose veins on her legs. I believe she's a real person, end quote. Whatever her true origins, La Pascualita has become a local legend in her own right over the decades, and the details of the mannequin's origins are almost impossible to confirm, and even the name Pascuala Esparza may have been an invention after the fact. It does seem improbable that an embalmed corpse could remain completely intact in the Mexican heat over the course of eight decades. You have to take into consideration she's literally standing in the shop's front window. In hot Mexico. Correct. Yeah. Well, you know, I heard a tale. There's different, there's yeah. differing versions the, as to what happened to one, her, one how cool, she died. One cool version I heard was that, um, you know, had this very promising feature or future. Mm-hmm. Wow, talking is going to be so this is going to be a good one. <laughs> and uh, it was actually death on her uh, wedding day, the, the surprise day. Yep. And uh, I saw a lot of them that were from scorpion stings. Yep. There's and scorpions. There's uh, the Black Widow. The Black spider. Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually get into a bunch of them. Is Bigfoot one of them? No. Oh, no. Actually, there's. I don't know that there's any Bigfoot stories that come out of Mexico. Mm. That'd be interesting to look into. We'd have to look into that. Yeah. The current uh, owner of the store, Mario Gonzalez, probably likes to keep the legend alive. I can see how he would. Yeah, why not? Twice a week, he changes the dress to the mannequin, always and only to the shelter of impenetrable curtains as to preserve her modesty. It is said that only a few trusted employees are allowed to dress and undress La Pascualita. Uh, Mario Gonzalez enjoys the reputation of the corpse bride who brings many people to the store and intends to continue to keep the mystery alive. The words La Casa de Pascualita are displayed on the shop window. She's enigmatic and indifferent, She it, and it does nothing to help solve the mystery. Gonzalez, on the other hand, when asked for the truth about the famous mannequin in his storefront, simply winked and replied, is it true? I really couldn't say. Yeah, yeah. The tale of the mannequin of it's La Pascualita... Role is a popular regional story in northern Mexico. This famous mannequin in the store window she stands in have gained more of a reputation as a tourist attraction. It's there in this Norteño borderlands region of Mexico where her story is most prevalent. And because it's the borderlands, the U.S. is also more aware of it too, especially in Texas and New Mexico, explains Tomas Prower, Latino licensed mortuary professional and author of, quote, morbid magic, death, spirituality, and culture from around the world, end quote. Quote, as with any urban legend, there's no official story. The common narrative is that a woman named Pascuala Esparza began displaying a new mannequin in the window of her bridal shop in the 1930s, says Prower. Story goes that La Pascualita, the corpse bride mannequin, appeared not only to be lifelike, but closely resembled Mrs. Esparza's deceased daughter, who died young before her wedding day. Was Pascualita the mummified body of the shop owner's daughter or just a mannequin? End quote. Some stories say the mother had her daughter embalmed so she could have her corpse bride daughter near and dear to her, explaining the, uh, the striking resemblance. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to offer an alternative. Maybe she had a mannequin made <gasps> as a replica Jennifer. of her daughter. <laughs> 
so that she could always have her quote-unquote there. Quote, there are various supposed causes of the death of uh, Pasquale's daughter, most of them related to bites and stings from venomous bugs or suicide due to her mother not approving of the impending marriage, shares Prower. Some stories go as far as to say that La Pasqualita is not just the daughter's body mummified, but is a ghost who comes alive in the bridal store at night. With detailed, realistic, creepy hands and varicose veins, it's easy to see how the story that is not just a bridal mannequin, but a corpse bride, has taken off and created a life of its own. There's no denying that the figure has eerie, realistic features that make her look like more than just a mannequin and have brought her plenty of attention. Quote, La Pascualita's realism is what makes her stand out from the mannequins of the day, with the hands and the veins being super detailed, and supposedly her eyes are rumored to be the kind that follow you and seem to be looking at you if you move around the room, explains Prower. It can be easy to understand how this corpse bride mannequin has become an important legend, but it's far-fetched to think this is an embalmed corpse and not just a mannequin in a shop window. Preserving an embalmed corpse in a bridal store for almost a century would take constant work and require special conditions to avoid deterioration. And Prower would know, since he's a licensed mortuary professional. Mm. Quote, there are techniques to embalm a person standing up, but embalming doesn't preserve a corpse forever, explains Prower. A storefront window exposed to the intense heat of the sun is far from an ideal condition for maintaining an embalmed corpse. That's just to start. Yeah. Quote, to have an embalmed corpse on display in the window of a small family-owned business day in and day out exposed to the hot desert sun and human interaction would take a toll on the corpse, and it definitely wouldn't stay so fresh after being on display for over 90-some years now. If doubts about La Pasqualita linger in anyone's mind, Prower puts the nail in the coffin of this shop window legend by saying, quote, as a licensed mortuary professional who has seen and worked with many corpses, I can guarantee that there is no way that mannequin is a corpse, end quote. So intrigue and a lack of facts lead people to become creative and imaginative. The truth is, there is limited information which helps fuel this legend. Oh, certainly. Quote, this is the fertile ground from which folk and urban legends are born and thrive, mm -hmm. says Prower. He believes these types of legends continue to be passed on because they're fun and more interesting than, you know, the a mundane mannequin. explanation that this is a mannequin. And there's likely another reason this real-life corpse bride in the shop window legend continues. It's an excellent marketing tool for this local dress shop. Oh, it's crazy. And who doesn't love a good mystery? Do you know what they do? They actually, it's now become a, like a symbol, and it's known as good luck that if you buy the dress that the mannequin is wearing, you'll have a successful and like long perfect, and prosperous long marriage. and prosperous marriage. Mm -hmm. So that's the lore that's gone around with this. Which, if you think about it. It's so morbidly crazy because, yeah, because you're sitting there you're saying, following I the want story, that dress off that corpse. You know, <laughs> I'm going to take it back even farther. She was supposedly put on display in the wedding dress that she was supposed to be married in. Mm -hmm. So if she died on her wedding day before yeah. being able to get married, wearing said dress, wearing said dress, or going to, 
how could you see that as good luck? Yeah. Because she died. No, this which is... Which one would argue is probably, like, the, the worst, worst luck. Yeah. that can happen. And this is what gets me about legends and lore, is how that can shift. Yeah. And, like, the biggest tragedy of things could end up being, like, the most luckiest and fortunate thing, how it right. turns around on that. And that is what I found incredible about this whole story. So there was a... I have a story. We'll go back. Yeah, yeah. It's our show. We can do what we We want. (laughs) Teresa Cordova shares in her 2012 University of New Mexico dissertation thesis, Recordando Nuestra Gente, Ritual Memorialization Along the Camino Real de Tierra Adentro, end quote, that she visited the shop where the bridal mannequin stands, explained her research objectives, and was granted an appointment to talk with the manager. But when she came back for the scheduled meeting a few days later, she realized she'd been stood up. A store clerk eventually told her there wouldn't be an interview because the owners claimed it would bring bad luck. She shares, quote, I left the store and realized how the story of La Pascualita was the dress shop's marketing tool in a city with multiple wedding dress shops. Cordova writes, the owner and public relations director viewed my study as negative publicity, end quote. Determined to find out more information about La Pascualita and prove her existence, Cordova explains in her thesis that she sought out archives at the city church and was told the story was only a legend. Quote, I could not find any record of her life in the archives because she did not, in fact, exist, Cordova writes. I was unable to rely on any historical archives, written obituaries, or church documents in order to reconstruct the life and death of La Pascualita, which means she couldn't even verify the mother's name in the Mm -hmm. church records. Denying interviews about the corpse in the shop window seems to be a good marketing strategy and one that maintains the intrigue and mystery of La Pascualita. Prower thinks it's a good business decision to turn down interviews because it keeps the legend alive and Mm -hmm. keeps their business in business and keeps a little more magic here yeah. in the mundane world. Yeah. The biggest factor in La Pascualita's fame is that, quote, such a highly detailed mannequin with eye-following optical illusion effects was in this local, small-town yeah. bridal shop, says Prower. This type of mannequin wouldn't be unusual at a large department store, but it definitely stands out for a small shop, he explains. I think the, the setting of the Chihuahua bridal shop help make such a detailed mannequin even more unsettling. Well, and what's crazy about this thing, too, is uh, we'll post the photos on the Facebook group. Yeah. It is pretty insanely detailed. They do have close-ups of the hands. The hand is what gets everybody. Yeah. You know, you look at everything and you're like, ah, you know, that's a mannequin, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. You know, and you go through the whole bit of it. and And I mean, like, the proportions are all, like bang on perfect Mm -hmm. you know as far as you know there's not it doesn't look weird you know it just looks like a natural person yeah but then they do the close-up of the hands and you're like wait a second yeah you know and you can see like the lifelines on the hands yeah and like the the swirls the fingerprints and things like that and and that's where it does get creepy you know Mm -hmm. i mean it just gets to a point where it kind of Get your skin crawling. So now, you know, I look at it from this standpoint because I've just done a lot of reading on it mm-hmm. and things like that. You do have these saints that are like incorrupt, like, and that's a crazy thing too. 
Correct. Um, yeah. And for those that don't know about that, basically, there are very holy people, and this really kind of follows Catholicism a lot. Yes. But there's very holy people that they would bury, do the whole mm-hmm. the yep. whole rites. You know, they'd go through and they do the funeral. Yep. Bury them. Bury them. And then for whatever reason, they'd have it's to move the body. Once and, they get canonized, they're well, like, oh, you know, we should move this to a yeah, place it's, of... It's canonized yeah. or or they find a location and they say, hey, so-and-so should be this over through be here. Better you know, here. better yeah. better served here. And especially if it's sainthood, because then, like, there's relics and things like that. Right, it's yeah. A, it's a lot of things. But what's shocking, and this is actually something that happened recently. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where it was, um, and I wish I was able, maybe while you're looking at some things, I'll, I'll bring it up and bring the name. But this happened recently, and I say recently, like within the last six months, mm-hmm. and somebody came up and they were incorrupt. Yeah. Meaning- Meaning their they, body is still pristine. Their body's still in pristine shape. Just and, like when they were buried. And there's no explanation mm-hmm. for it at all. Mm-hmm. None. Yeah. Um. And and this happens from time to time. Mm-hmm. This isn't a one-off thing or right. anything like that. And so if you get a very religious area like there, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of people that think that she's just a saint, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll drop off flowers and, yep. uh, you know, they just treat it like a a saintly object, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and I would get that. You know, they, they offer offerings and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, so... You know, you add that element into it, and I could see where this would take off. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's not like there's no such thing as an incorruptible body. It's 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 happened. Right. Yes. Plenty of mm-hmm. times. Now you get like um, Mao and Lenin who are preserved, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's a whole different bit of it. And they're pretty much into a state now where they're not considered incorruptible. Right. Thank God. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be strange. Yeah, but haven't um, they been in like climate controlled? Well, they're they're like a state of. Uh, I I looked into this. They're they're like in a state of basically it's almost like rubber. Okay. And um, it's just all of the treatment. Right. Yeah. That has been tended to them, and they're and they're kept in these literally extraordinary monitored conditions. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And most of the stuff that undertakers and. You know, what they do to uh, is the aim of making the corpse look good until burial. Right. You know, so that's things that people have to understand. Like, there's no vision past the wake. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's... They're simply making the body That's the whole job yeah. of an undertaker. It's not anything past the wake mm-hmm. if it's an open casket. Casket, yeah. You know, or some sort of presenting the body that way publicly, you know. If it's not that case and people never see it, they don't do anything. No. You know, what's the point? You know, I mean, they do the embalming and stuff like that because I think there's just other things that take place. But uh, I'm not an expert on that. But like a a, a taxidermist might manage something in that area of doing mm-hmm. something. But but there's no way that if she yeah were a preserved corpse. No, if there was that, routine preserving, there's yeah. experience with especially Lenin and Mao. Like you've mentioned. Like they're meticulously cared for. They're, but there's no way that those people performing those procedures yeah. on La Pascualita could keep that a secret for 90 years. Yeah, and then and then you have an embalmed body. I mean, at best, it's going to last a couple years. But to keep in like pristine condition, mm-hmm. it would literally have to be 
continuously cared for by people with some degree of skill. Um, and I mean, for 75 years plus, you know, close to a hundred years yeah. is she's, literally she's an impossible been in that window time. for 90 years. And then you bring up the climate, you know, yeah. I mean, and you know, if it's an, like a dry arid environment, it has a longer chance of lasting. Yeah, and but so it, this is but like it becomes mummified. But this is yeah, example is the Egyptian mummies. Right, you know, yeah. they they last in that. But this is on the western side of the desert eco region and it has like a semi arid mm-hmm. climate. Mm-hmm. So moisture is basically like what they would call I got this off of uh it's this Caleb Wild site. It's um uh just to give the props here, it's a from an actual funeral director. Mm-hmm. So this is like a funeral director explaining this stuff and you know moisture is like the kryptonite of an embalmed corpse correct moisture is kind of the kryptonite to everything you find out in your life but but the fact that this exists in a semi-arid environment doesn't help the argument that it's an embalmed corpse corpse it actually goes against it the hands um you know if it is a wax mannequin or other type of mannequin the hands are just too intricate right which is like the, and the shocking part of it. veins on the legs. Yeah. So like the whole wax thing gets into that's that's what ruins the wax thing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, the facial features when you embalm a person, um, quote unquote, hard, thoroughly flush them with strong embalming fluid. The lips and the eyelids will noticeably dry out. Yep. They will start to act like a piece of beef jerky. And that all the moisture will leave the tissue, mm-hmm. leaving it shrunken and wrinkled. Um, so if this was embalmed, the facial features would probably be noticeably dried out. The face looks too supple and mm-hmm. it really does. It does. I mean, it's, it's alarming. And, it looks um, like a person standing there. It really does. I, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the drying out could be fixed with the right kind of like cosmetology wax. Right. But again, this brings in all of this labor Ongoing and again, for you would all this think, time. I mean, as good as your efforts are, like you can tell when something's been mm-hmm. made up. So, so this person said, um, they doubt it's a corpse. Mm-hmm. It simply looks too good to be a seventy-five-year-old embalming job. Mm-hmm. If the corpus corpse is meticulously maintained, he supposed it's possible, but especially in a semi-arid environment, it's highly unlikely. Likely. Right. Likey? Yikey, yikey. Yikey. So, you know, even this person was saying that, you know, he finished it with, honestly, though, those hands are the mystery for me. Right. They just look too real. Yeah. And everybody that checks this thing out. Yep. Especially from this uh, kind of- The hands, man. Yeah. it's, It's all plausible explanations till the hands come. Yeah. And the hands, I- I looked at him and I yeah. was like, holy shit. It is crazy. Every time I see him, I get the chills. Yeah. And so that's where, you know, I could see how this story could just keep momentum going. I remember the first time I heard the story and they simply referred to her as the corpse bride. So I was like, oh, yeah, we gonna we going to go a little Tim Burton here? <laughs> And then the more I started to hear the story, I was like, wait, what? Uh, oh, okay. So then when you actually start diving into it and you see the pictures, like her face, holy cow, 
Yeah. But here's the thing. I get the eyes following you because that happens even in museums where there's a painting. Mm -hmm. Like, if I spend enough time looking at Boy Weef Apple. Oh, this priceless work of art behind me. The priceless work of art behind you. Yeah, yeah. It would appear that he would follow me around the room, but it's just simply my perception. He's not actually... Yeah. following me yeah. around the room. This is where the mind can play some vicious games on you. But there are stories of the mannequin, like, moving. Yeah, there's employees at the shop that would state that, you know, they'd return to work in the morning, mm-hmm. and they'd find that the mannequin had changed positions in the window. Yeah. You know, and I granted, you know, I mean, if you're changing the dress or even if you're not. I there mean, like, are people that have visited the store yeah. and said that while they were in there. In there. It's she changed. changed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so this is where you got to kind of get into, like, what is really going on here. Because, okay. you know, I'm, I used I, to really shatter down people. And I used to really beat them down when people said, I saw this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd be like, yeah, no, you didn't. You know, I'm at a point now where who am I to say you didn't see what you saw. Right. You know? Who am I to tell you what you yeah. saw? And I think, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot to life that people just are blind from and aren't aware from, you know, of. What if? Yeah. What, you, what do you got? I got my own theory. What's this half-cock theory? I do have a half-cock theory. Yeah. What do you got? We're talking about Mexico. Yeah. What if the mother knew a very powerful bruja? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when her daughter died, yeah. she implored the bruja to help her. Yeah. So, in a sense, we have the daughter in this state stasis. Yeah. Essentially. That's sad. Of like a living death. Oh, that's sad. It's so sad. It is. But it would make like the the movements. The, the detail. The detail. Yeah. It would account for some of that. And the fact that nobody has mentioned that, like, the Bruja is, is we're going to have to do an episode on Brujas at no, some definitely, point. Definitely, definitely. I mean, we've done witches. Yeah. We might as well get the uh, the Mexican witch yeah, in there. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, you know, if oh. if she's, she supposed, this mother adored this daughter like her daughter was her life yeah and if you're in that much grief and you happen to be in good with a bruja Mm -hmm. and you just you know you go there and you're broken and you're just devastated and they take pity on you yeah la pascualita just tell everybody she's a mannequin well what was that um (laughs) because they're saying that she's more detailed than the mannequins of that time. See, so that's even the, if they that's had the other purchased thing. a mannequin, yeah, she was, she was, arguably that's what I was going to circle. Best mannequin, yeah, of the time. I mean, we're talking about 1930. This is where you get into uh, like what we did with Saint Joseph's staircase. Yeah, you know, and and you sit there and it's like, yeah, okay. You know, and there was a newspaper article that said, you know, the guy died and he said he did it and he did all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, you're, you had these nuns that were praying, were praying to St. Joseph, to St. Joseph, a carpenter Mm -hmm. to get 
A staircase. A staircase. Who better to pray to than a carpenter? All these people that were saying there was no way a staircase could fit in there. You mm-hmm. had all of the carpenters. Yep. And you got to realize, like, in that time, everybody was handy. Yes. Everybody was, because you had to be. You had yeah. to survive. Yeah. You had all these handy people around there saying, look, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. The space doesn't work. Yep. It's just, it's not going to happen. And then this person comes along. Yeah. And does the job. Yep. And is very silent about it. Yep. And does the job miraculously in a way that is so far ahead of its time. Correct. Way ahead of its time. Yes. In a place where none of that stuff exists. very rudimentary tools. Use very rudimentary uh, tools, you know. And, um, you know, so, yeah, you look at that type of situation, you know. Mm -hmm. Also, you look at it as maybe she's incorruptible. Maybe. You know. You know, she could have been saintly. Yeah. We don't know. You don't know the but story. But here's the thing. Yeah. Because this has been a legend for 90 some odd years, mm-hmm. even if you do go to a church and you are trying to, you don't know the, the real names. You don't know the real names of, of the people involved. They're yeah. saying even Pascuala Espanza isn't, isn't the, what, the bridal shop owner's original name yeah yeah so no i think at some point what's going to happen is it's going to go out of business mm -hmm. or something like that and something's going to happen with this and that'll be the the interesting tale you know does it go up on auction or something like that what happens with la pascualita some like oil chic baron you know uh you know buy it you know what if put it in their living room this stasis i know i know and she's just like and just stuck you know she was like all right fine you want to dress me in a bunch of pretty dresses yeah fine yeah whatever yeah but when that runs out you know like if if she is in best case she ends up in a museum yeah right yeah yeah best case best case yeah worst case who knows? Yeah. Like, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. She could be stuck in a bridal shop. <laughs> right? She could be stuck in another bridal shop. Another bridal shop. Gets a chance to move. Do yeah. something else. <sighs> you know. This is it. This yeah. is my moment. Yeah. Wah, wah. Yeah. In another bridal <laughs> shop. I, Here yeah, I go. Yeah, no, that's, that's so... Just wearing more dresses. Oh, that would be such a sad state to be stuck. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and nobody... Uh, no. And you have somebody that's like uh taking advantage of you. Yeah. And doesn't let people like in to see like no. that you're experiencing pain. No. Or any of this, no. you know. Yeah. Oh, that would be so Yeah. Be so terrible. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Somebody's got to check it out. <laughs> Somebody's got to do something. Somebody's got to help this woman. <laughs> this poor woman. Somebody's got to help her. <laughs> now, stab. We need another brouhaha. <laughs> no, we just need somebody oh. to just, you know, just hit with the finger. You know, you know, poking just at you, poke, poking, yeah, at you. poking at you. Oh. oh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a just weird. Just walk up to her. If you need help, blink once. <laughs> just, just, just shift, you know. Just, just blink. Yeah, well, maybe she can't blink. Uh, yeah. You know, just move your arm. Do something. Move your arm overnight. You know. Do something. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Turn your hand over. If you need help, turn your hand. Yeah. 45 degrees. <laughs> and 
but it's got to be before I leave. Yeah. yeah, throw it up like patty cake. Yeah. yeah. That's uh. Do the okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, no, yeah. that's, yeah, that's a whole different spin yeah. on it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's immediately where my mind went. Man, that's almost like that movie Red Violin, you know. Yeah. Just, just getting, yeah. just going to get passed around. I mean, and, here, this is the place for the macabre, is it not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Gonna, so if we're going to have that kind of conversation here. My twisted little mind to, was like, what? If. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, yeah. after doing all the research on like the Haitian voodoo and mm-hmm. hoodoo yeah. and like the the poisons that make people appear like they're dead and then they mm-hmm. rise and like the walking zombies, I was like, yeah. what if it's similar, but instead of the you know, you're just paralyzed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're just stuck in this shitty existence (laughs) for 90 extra years yeah and they're adding insult to injury by putting all these different wedding dresses on you and you're like yeah yeah i was supposed to be married you'll be lucky yeah yeah yo Mm -hmm. you think you're gonna be lucky this will be great for you yeah (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's amazing how legends like form. I don't form. understand how they how that made turned that into leave. good luck, yeah. man. And and everybody Dude, bought she it. Died on and her wedding day. Everybody bought it, and she yeah. might be trapped in this body. Yes. And it's yes. uh, I just want the dress. That's yes. so wedding. Oh my god, it's so wedding. I uh, want that one. Yeah, that'll give me good uh, luck. Uh, uh, being yeah. all Veruca Salt. I want it now. It's uh, going all bridezilla. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's such a weird story. It is. It, it really is. That's why is. I was so glad we were able to like squeeze her in because mm-hmm. she's she's been on the list for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. For no, it's from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. You know, from the beginning when we made from the original from the word jump the yeah. original list. Yeah. When we came back from the car ride, we're like, let's do a podcast. Oh my god, we're gonna yeah. do this. Maybe we'll just do it for like six months, three years later. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm finding no shortage. No, it's stories like this that just like keep my enthusiasm up on doing these things. And, you know, it's funny how the rumors fly. You know, you've got these. uh, You've um, got the medical professional saying there's no way. Yeah. But. But. The hands. <laughs> the hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, know. you you've gotten uh, again a medical professional saying, yeah. yeah, no, it's impossible. But yeah, it's also impossible to have those seeds, and it can't be a wax. No, they pretty much ruled wax because of the heat. They've ruled wax out, and we learned know. that from Top Gear when they took Nigel oh, from the Wax Museum. Right. I remember that. <laughs> oh my god, that was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that didn't work out well no it did not work out well for nigel no and that was just a few days yeah in the heat yeah. and this has been 90 years yeah that's it's a long ass time it's yo. a real long time and there is a lot of maintenance and upkeep and climate control and all this that's type why of stuff and to you've mentioned a... countless times there's no way that many people could keep a secret yeah that's my one thing i've learned in my age of you know my years of life is that uh you know 
I'm I'm into a story until I hear, yeah, and everybody's kept it quiet. And everybody's in on it. Yeah, everybody's in on it or everybody's kept it quiet. It's and like, then, dude, do you know people? And that's where you lose me. <laughs> yeah. You, you'll lose me pretty much 99.9% .9 of the time. Yes. On any kind of story, legend, lore, yes. Yes. Um, conspiracy theory, um, you know, conspiracy fact yeah. type thing, yeah, however yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to put it. You know, I, I can I can hang in there really good. And I can have a pretty freaking open mind mm -hmm. on a lot of stuff. Right. But the moment I start hearing, and it's been a secret to this day, and it's like, yeah, until Ted in his basement found it out on the internet. Exactly. You know, and- Yeah, um, this, talking to you, David Icke. And this super- Really? Well, here's the thing with David Icke. I think the thing with David Icke is, I think it depends on which generation and who you are hanging around that listens to him. Because David Icke isn't really saying anything that any old man's told me in my whole life. Yeah. That there's a secret society, yep, that there's yep, a yep. secret group, that yep. there's the owners of the world. Yep. You know, I just, the reason I bag on David Icke is because everybody acts like David Icke is the only one who thought of this shit. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, he's not. No. You know, now where you lose me is the reptilian stuff and all that. You know, yeah. I mean- I'll I'll listen to it mm -hmm. and I'll I'll check it out and I'll get I'll get in with it, you know, and I'll 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 consider it. But you lose me every time it's like with the flat earthers too, you mm -hmm. know. It's the secret that everybody's in on. And it's like No. Who's everybody? No. Who's in not. on it? Like who's the who's the group? See, you know. My heart breaks more for the flat earthers than it does for the people believing in the lizard the Illuminati. Lizard because, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, between the two, the lizard Illuminati is the cooler of the two. Well, so, all right, and fine, whatever. And it is whatever. remotely factual but to a degree. The you point know. is, with the flat earth, it's been debunked a million times. Yeah. And even the fact that the earth is flat, like, that was the uneducated people. There were plenty of well-educated mathematicians, yeah. astrophysicists, astronomers who knew the Earth was round. Yeah. They had already done the equations. They'd already done the math. They already were accounting for the curvature yeah. of the Earth. Yeah. Every person who's ever flown a plane, anyone who's done anything in the quote-unquote atmosphere. Sailed a ship. You have to take into you know, account the curvature of the earth. Anytime you sail a ship or anything. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this is No isn't... one has fallen off the edge. There are no stories of a freaking ice wall unless you want to talk about Game of Thrones, yeah. but that's not real. Yeah. That's fiction. Yeah. Yeah. How do you... How do you get there? I don't I, understand. I think, you know, my personal opinion on how do you- Do I have to be pissed at the teachers? Is that it? That they just haven't done a good enough job teaching um, these people? Maybe to some extent, you know, it depends where, you know, I've always wanted that, like, that would be the cool science is to find out people that follow this certain idea, like, where did they come from? But yeah. you get something like Flat Earth where there's some smart people, quote unquote, I use the term loosely. Ed, mm -hmm. No, I'm not going to say smart. Educated. Okay. There's educated people that, that believe, believe that. that. It's even like a lot of these like lizard Illuminati stuff. There's educated people that believe that. Mm -hmm. Scientology. Lots of educated people. Believe it. That believed yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, is I think 
I don't, I don't want to get too re- religious on it, but I think when you start losing the meaning of your life, yeah, and you when start you take losing God out of your life, you have to fill it with something. No, but I'm not even going to get God into it because mm-hmm. I honestly, I don't think I need to. Sorry, God, but, <laughs> but, but the moment you lose meaning in your life, mm-hmm. and I mean deep meaning, because yeah. like there's there's times in your life where you you have that honest question with yourself and you say, "What the hell am I doing here? Mm-hmm. What am I here for?" Right. Those are huge questions to yeah. ask. What is my purpose? Especially if like you're a kid and you're asking those. Mm-hmm. Those are mighty questions that you just don't, unfortunately, have the insight to answer them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you you hope you go your whole life and at some point you're able to answer that question. Right. You know, and here's the thing. My answer to that question in my teens was different than my early 20s. And it was and different now. than my mid twenties, and yeah. different from my late twenties to my early thirties, mid thirties, yeah. late thirties, early forties, mid forties till now. It's different. It's right. changed. Yeah. It's changed three times a decade on what I think my overall purpose, right? Yes, and reason to exist is. And I think if you get someone who's really passionately um, and emotionally invested in the quest of that kind of answer, you can go down some pretty weird places. Mm-hmm. The cults that we do every single month yeah. are a great example of that, of grabbing people who are not firmly grasped on a principle of yeah. something in their life, you know. Seekers. Because I'll give you an example. You get people that are all wrapped up in the flat earth thing and, mm-hmm. you, and are just beating that up now because it came up. But, right. you know, or you're wrapped up on the lizard Illuminati thing and for those that are firmly planted in their own kind of value system and life and just their purpose, overall purpose, they don't care. Yeah. They don't care if the world is flat. They don't care if there's a lizard Illuminati. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect my circle. Right. My circle of influence, my circle mm-hmm. of purpose, my circle of living. Right. So why the hell would I give two shits about that? Mm-hmm. So- this is where you can get into an awkward argument with, say, someone that believes in the lizard Illuminati, because then they'll pop a question like, so what do you think about the WEF, the World Economic Forum? It's like, now you're talking a whole different thing. Right. Those are people. Yeah. Those are real people. They're not Breathing lizards. people. They're not lizards or whatever analogous thing you're using. Yes. These are people, and we were just talking about this yesterday or this morning. Mm-hmm. These are people, oh yeah, we were talking about it this morning. These are people that have idle hands. Yes. And they just don't know. Sit around and come up with shitty ideas. They got idle hands of destruction. And how. I still firmly stand by my sentiment. They all need hobbies. Mm -hmm. Because if you were doing something. Yeah. And if you had something else that you were doing or something else that you had to do. Yeah. No, it's just. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't be coming up with this well, stupid no, shit. Well, no, what happens is is once you get in, like the World Economic Forum is a great example with this. You have all these people that have more money than a human being could ever need. Right. Every single person that attends that. Right. And if they don't have more money than they'll ever need, they have power. More right. power yes. than they should have. Yes. And this is the common ingredient that they all have. Yeah. So you now have a group of people that are so detached from reality. Correct. It's ridiculous. Yes. They've they got all the money, all the power. They couldn't, they they would have no ability to relate to the everyday person. No. That's going to no. work, going to do no. whatever. You know, and what you're seeing with that now, especially here in the States, is the way the economy is getting with 
inflation. Right. They have that percentage where you're like, yeah, 60 percent of the Americans are saying, you know, yeah, this economy is really in trouble. This inflation's killing me. Mm-hmm. And then you got the 30 percent. And like, I'll talk to my dad. My dad's like, who's that 30 percent? I said, Dad, they both make six figures or more a piece. Right. It hasn't hit them yet. No. They're living in a different reality. Yeah. That's that's what yeah. they're missing. Yeah. Everything's still great. They're not the paycheck to paycheck. They folks. can go out to a restaurant and spend money and it doesn't matter. Funny you it talk doesn't about hit the that wall. Or you bring know. that up because one of my coworkers left our reno department and she's running what's called construction to perm, which is essentially New construction, yeah. new builds, yeah. not necessarily a residential, could be commercial, commercial whatever. Sure. And, you know, we've been going back and forth and she's like, yeah, we're unaffected because all of their projects are these millionaires and billionaires. Yeah. She's like, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Nothing has it's it's nothing's changed. No, no, nothing you know, has changed for them, you know. But you take a regular everyday person over here and yeah. from 2019, 2018 to 2019, everything's changed. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know? our people are like, the cost of lumber went up 300 yeah. <laughs> percent. We can't afford to do this. Yeah. 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 No. And, and that's and, and that's where. Let alone the yeah. interest so, rate. So what you end up having is, is people are so detached mm-hmm. from reality. And now the word. This is the power part of it that comes in. They're saying, we're going to fix all this. And it's like, how? How the fuck are you going to fix all this? You're going to pay off our you debt? That would help. Well, even that, that's not going to fix it. Shit's still expensive. Yeah, you it's know. True. I mean, it's just yeah. like, you know, it's, it's still, there's a broken system. I don't want to make this, you know, an yeah. economics podcast because there's plenty of those. And who knows what the hell they're spouting off. But but the the fact is, is this is how people start getting into it's a them versus us, us. Yeah. or a them versus me. Mm-hmm. And the moment you get into that, man, that's a dark, slippery slope. Yeah. It really is. Because then you find yourself believing almost anything yeah. because it becomes this communal them versus us. Right. You know, and that's where I'll sit there and like Alex Jones is a great example where he has this them versus us type thing and warranted in a lot of ways. It's become a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, but the funny thing with Alex Jones is, is every time, you know, every once in a while, a squirrel can get a nut. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is for all the eight to seven weird things that Alex Jones says. Spouts off. There's one One. out of 10 that he nails and sticks to landing. And you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. You were right the whole time. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so this is how people get drawn into. They're like, well, if he was right about this, what else can he be right about? Right. Yeah. And and that's how that's how this stuff happens. It's unfortunate, and that's why I always tell people that are into that. I'm like, you just need to get grounded in your own existence. You know. But hey, I get it, man. If you're single, alone, mm-hmm. trying to date in the world today, you know, and just. You're sorry. Everything's expensive and yeah. you can't go anywhere and do anything. And it builds up a lot of resentment mm-hmm. in you, you know, and, and that's where I think there's people that make some choices in life that I think is beneficial to them to get through situations like that. And there's decisions people make that I don't think help them at all, mm-hmm. you know, 
But I think what this mannequin represents is that anything's possible. Everybody loves these anything is possible stories, Mm -hmm. even if it's something so depressingly sad that you just said, you know, but everybody loves a really good mystery. Everybody loves magic. That that whole thing of, I don't understand how this is happening, Mm -hmm. but it's happening right in front of me. Right. And I don't understand how it's working. That's why this mannequin works. Because even you get the the real big skeptics, they're all good till they get to the hands. Yeah. And the hands just are like, oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah. That's been like me with Bigfoot the last month. Yeah. I've been struggling with it. And the whole thing I was struggling with. flopped a couple oh, times. Oh, all over yeah. the place. And you catch me on a day, I might flip-flop three times where yeah. I'm on this theory and I'm on that theory. There's been but a couple times, yeah. I'm been. right back where I started. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, is I definitely want to do another revisit of an episode. I'd like to do... I want to wait until Expedition Bigfoot does their Yes, their, their season, Alaska. Their yeah. Alaska season. Yep. And then I, you know, because I want to watch that. I want to give it a shot. But... Yeah, I really... I would like to revisit cryptids. Definitely. Just in general. Yeah. And go through each one. Yeah. Like where we started, where we've landed. It's interesting. They're all the same story, whether it's a Yeti, a Bigfoot, a Chupacabra. Momo. Yeah. It's just like (laughs) they're all the same type of story. And I think there's this, this core thing that no one wants to admit because I think that opens a whole nother hornet's nest that well, people don't want to talk about. We were watching that uh, new series. It's like uh, oh, Monsters and Mysteries. Monsters in the Woods? No, Monsters oh, and Mysteries. Oh, the next one after that. Yeah. And there was a woman in Texas who caught, She's she's got a chupacabra. Yeah. And she put it in her freezer. People tried to steal it. So she sent it off to a lab. Because, I mean, (laughs) what else would people do? And when they sent the DNA off, it came back as not canine, not wolf, unknown. She sent it to a taxidermist, and the taxidermist did the best he could with it. Yeah. But, I mean, looking at it, there, they even had a, a video of it, and you're like, oh, that's just a dog. And then when it turned its face, its head, and you could see, like, the side profile and the ears, you're mm-hmm. like, eh, it's not a dog. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is, but that's not a dog. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, not to dive into it too totally Well, I mean, deep, you but... were talking about how we haven't found anything for Bigfoot. We got Choopy. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got a no, chupacabra. It, it's it's definitely my big gripe with Bigfoot, and it's always been and always will be. The footage sucks. Yeah. It just fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh my god, we were watching that. It's terrible. That one where he had the, the kid infrared yeah. camera. Yeah. And he's like, and you can see it pick you can up the see cat. See right here and pick up the cat. And I'm like, like no, no, I don't I see a bunch of blurry yeah. shit. Yeah. Some of the blurriness moves. Yeah. But and that's like noises in uh, like the ghost hunts, yeah, and all that. It's like you know what, throw it, throw it up there without the subtitles, yeah, and have people listen to it twice and see what they think it is. I'm not, a big and then put your subtitles in there and be like, oh, you said shipwreck, get out of here. I thought you said uh, easy cheese spread here. Yeah, you know, I mean yeah. that's uh, it's. 
I, I'm not a big fan of the EVPs. No. There have been a couple that oh, have yeah. literally come through and you're yeah. like, all right. Yep. Somebody clearly said that. And that's the problem in the field we're in. Yeah. Is you have a lot of people that are just, they're in it for the money, money. <laughs> you know, or whatever fame it is. They've lost their way. They've lost their way on what it was, you know, because I mentioned that a couple episodes ago. You know, I'm pretty sure every ghost hunter, and we brought up the, um, what's his name Zach there? Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins. You know, I, I'm sure as shit, Zach Baggins started out with just a little recorder, mm -hmm. and he was curious, you know. Mm -hmm. And I bet that's how it's, you know, that's how it all starts with all of us. Yeah. You know, we're just curious, and we want to know more, mm -hmm. you know. and And then for some... That's as far as, you know, this is what I found with ghost hunters and my experience in talking okay. to all of them. Because I've talked to quite a bit because we have a big community around yeah. here of ghost hunters. Yeah. Number one, they go out and they think it's stupid and they leave. Number two, they go out, they get way into it. They get the equipment and all that. And then something happened mm -hmm. and they don't want to do it ever again. Yep. That's number two. Yep. Number three is people do it and they're they have a genuine quest towards it but if it was a hobby they made no money on they'd be fine with it and that's like your agent paranormal yeah. around here yeah you know they're a great bunch yeah and they're really into it for what it is yeah and um i would like to think that if they blew up they would be responsible with it yeah I, i'd like to think that of them yeah i really would um then you have the Zach Baggins, where it got into it, blew up, and just lost their way. Yeah. You know, just lost their way, lost what the whole thing was for, what it was about, what it what it is, you know. Um, yeah, it's, that's where I think that ends up. I Next year, I know we're going to get into it a little mm -hmm. more. Um, and... Yeah, for me, it's just to see what my preconceptions are. It's more for me than anybody you know, else. You know, it's interesting because I don't remember whether it was. I think it was one of the last episodes of These Woods Are Haunted, and there was this uh, girl who had gone there on three separate occasions, mm -hmm. like once with her dad and her friend once with her stepdad and then once with her boyfriend. And the last time when she was there with her boyfriend, the boyfriend, the bridge. Yes. Yeah. In the bridge. The boyfriend sees. He was the cop. Yes. Yeah. And he sees an entity coming at him. Yeah. She's in the truck, sees nothing. Yeah. And he full on saw it. Yeah. And this is where I think, I mean, man, it's. The journey I've gone on in the last few years of my life, because I mean, don't believe me to you, you listeners, because we see you coming on analytics. It's the season yeah. and you're coming on. And if there's some of you that took the year off, you got a different Frank this year. Yeah, you, know? you do. If you took a two year hiatus, you really there's got a, a big difference different in Frank. Frank. Yeah. yeah, no, but there is definitely a um, there is a blur in the spiritual. There is. Um, you know, and of course, me being as opinionated as I am, I, I have my opinions on it. Yes. But, but I, and I think it's, I think it's things people are really kind of overlooking on a basic level. Mm -hmm. 
take this guy out on the bridge. Yeah. She doesn't want to see what's out there. Right. So she doesn't see it. Yeah. He wants to see what's out there. I think and he sees it. I think it's he's completely indifferent. Hmm. Like no. he's like he went there. It's he the did invi- go there. He's it's like the invitation. All right. Yeah. We'll we'll go to the bridge. It's the invitation. No, he got out of the car and he was it was a phone call yeah. that he was doing, but but to drive out there is the invitation. You know. And yeah, I think I think it's like anything in life. If you go looking for shit, you're gonna find it. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Yeah. If you're true. looking for money, you're gonna find money. Mm-hmm. If that's your focus all day, yeah. If that's what you're going for, you're gonna find money. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be at a price of everything else because you've abandoned everything else. Right. Because you were just you know, focused on if you want to be the money. Yeah. If you want to be famous, you're gonna be famous. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's gonna be good. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be bad. But right. if you focus all day every day on being famous, you know, that's where people say, oh, you know, that person's just too negative. I can't hang out with them. It's like, yeah. Because you're negative all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. And if you're negative all the time, that's all you're going to see is negativity. Right. You're never going to see the beauty of the world around you. No. If that's all you're no, looking at. No, because you're just focused on the negative. You're looking on that's that. That's all you're going to see. You're looking at that turd on the lawn instead yep. of all the flowers around mm-hmm. it. You know, and, and there's people that are like that. And there's people that are the inverse of that. Right. And again, this gets back to the people that have lost touch with reality, mm-hmm. with money and mm-hmm all this stuff in power, but you've got people that only see the good things. Right. And it's like, you can't be this naive. There's bad things out there, you know, and all I know there's bad things, but I just don't want to think about them. It's like, well, you don't have to dwell on them. Mm -hmm. You just got to acknowledge it, that, that they're there. And so I think in the spiritual, that really crosses a line, you know, to where if you're going to look for certain things, you're going to find it. And then you've got to ask yourself, this is where I think people leap over too quick. Is this spiritual? If yes, then you've got to start asking some basic questions of the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to get into a revisit with Bigfoot. Yeah. It's that spiritual question there. Because mm-hmm. there is one. And I think people leap right over it like nothing yeah. to find the science or yeah. the physical thing, you know. And who's to say that a spiritual thing can't physically appear in front of you? I think that I think science is going to start proving that theory. Maybe. Oh yeah. I think you have to have a you have to have a merge and a convergence of spiritual and science. You can't have one and not the other. You need True. them both. You do need them both, but But they need I'm... to meet in the middle. And I think what's going to happen is is we did this pendulum swing where we went into the scientific and the the physical and mm-hmm. the the binary ones yeah. and zeros. And I think what's going to happen is, is that effort is going to propel us back into and start saying the spiritual things. Like I emailed you that thing there where those archaeologists uncovered the pool that Jesus uh, yeah. uh, did that miracle for, for right. the guy to, where he had to the walk. Guy, uh, go in and no, it was blindness. Yeah. No, Cures, where he spit yeah. on the mud yep. on his hand, put it on his eyes. Put it and, on it and said, yeah. go. Rinse off and they found that. That's a recent find. If you are hearing this for the first time, yeah, look it up. Yeah, they got the whole thing. They did have a section of it open for a while, but it was just like a small section. And they're like, this is the supposed pool. Yeah. But they have unearthed the entire pool. Yeah. And they're like, oh. There's two Olympic size uh, pools. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. And I think this is what's going to happen is science is going to start uncovering these spiritual 
things. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be this convergence. Hopefully. In the middle. That's what I hope for. Yeah. You know, hopefully. Yeah. Because I think if you're on one side of the camp, you're you're missing out. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know, and that's both sides, the yeah. spiritual and the, mm -hmm. the practical, pragmatic side, you know. But this mannequin, unreal. I want to go and see it. So do I. I really do. I want to go and see it. I really it. do. You know. There's a lot of things I want to check out in yeah. Mexico, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. It's um definitely, we'll share, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share the photos on the actual post that the episode's going to be on. Okay. I'm going to include those on there. So it's okay. going to be one long post, but as you're listening to this, you can pull that up right. and you can check these pictures out. So you get what the hell we're squawking about. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my God. They keep talking about all this oh, yeah. stuff. I, the, I don't even know. I don't understand what the hands look like. Yeah. So it's, um yeah, it's definitely, definitely cool. But next week we're back to cult of the month. We are. Yeah. We are. Which has become just so high in demand. It's, it's hysterical. I never yeah. thought. You know, I thought it'd be something cool to do. Yeah. But like yeah. the demand of Cult of the Month has been just, in my opinion, awesome. <laughs> I think it's crazy. Well, no, the reason I think it's awesome is because, yeah, we dredge up the science a little too much sometimes. You know, the things like the Solomon yeah, Ash yeah, and, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. the Milgram experiment and stuff. But, yeah, you really get to see it in with these cults. And then the thing is, is you walk away and then you still see it. You yeah. still see how marketing uses this. And you see yeah. how, you know, all of this, uh, all these groups that are trying to get your attention uses this stuff, you know, to get the group mm -hmm. in involved or in. And then that's, that's the force to get you in. So and, because of our cult of the month thing, yeah, I... Uh, joined a cult group and yeah. read it and the number of cults that we've covered mm -hmm. that pop up within that group whether it be someone that escaped from it or yeah. someone that has a family member full-on in it yeah i've also stumbled across some other ones that we might be able to include for future episodes. Well, and but... I think the more popular it's getting, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more and more of trying to get people that have left that wouldn't mind coming on and, and yeah. sharing their experiences. Yeah. You know, um, if anything, what I would hope is that it's just cathartic for them. Right. To yeah. talk about it. Yeah. You know, I think that would be good, mm -hmm. you know, and if we can maybe help some people out of a situation, mm -hmm. help that one person that's... Yep maybe going to make a terrible decision right, in their yeah. life. You know, I mean, yeah. that would be worth it in its own right. That's oh, how I looked 100%, at, yeah. that's how I looked at cults originally. I was like, you know what? If we, we could do, one we could do 40 episodes of those, one? but if yeah. we saved one person to not get into one, then I say, you know, the Lord's done his work, you know, <laughs> right? that's uh, yeah. but yeah, solar temple cult. Yeah. The order of the solar temple. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It'll be interesting to talk about. We should probably call it OST. OST. Yeah. Well, we'll call it Order Solar Temple. I like OST. Yeah. Yeah, nobody, you know me. Nobody will know what. Down OST with OST. Is. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get some sort of hook in there, right? You know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how many Naughty by Nature fans uh, will be uh, 
looking I at mean, this. I mean, I don't know the demographics that I see on some of the analytics. I think it hit home perfectly. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of our listeners yeah. get our references. Well, it's interesting. You know, somebody was asking me. They were like, you know, oh, so you know, what's your avatar and all that? You know, asking me all the all the stuff. And I was like, look, I'm like, we we're all over. Yeah. Like I really, and that frustrates me because like. When I talk to people that, you know, we're yeah. looking to do some collabs with and stuff and they're like, well, what's your listener base? It's like, okay, it's, um, it's basically late teen to, uh, early mid fifties, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, we're wide open. Man. Yeah. United States, uh, a lot of Europe and, yeah. you know, and still a good chunk of Asia and like yeah. South America. And, you know, it's like. It's like, yeah, we don't, don't really don't have. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't have a demo, man. You know, it's like yeah, you're yeah. either into us or you're not. Or you're not. And but th- I mean, that's how horror is. And you're that's what, either well, into especially it the stuff or we're you're doing. Not. Yeah. You know, like you know, movies. I could see where it might, you know, be a little but more. But again, you know, with movies, you either like them. Oh, or yeah. You don't. Oh no, it's very more divisive in yeah. that area. But but yeah, especially the lore stuff because. Here's the thing is we we take a huge gamble on our opinions. Yeah. And sometimes those work and other times it doesn't. A lot of times it doesn't. And the email box reflects <laughs> our email inbox reflects when we don't get it, you know. Um you know cuz uh there's definitely some groups out there, some people, we love you as fans, but man, you can be pretty freaking brutally honest sometimes. You know. But no, it, I mean, it it helps, and yeah. you know, and if I'm out of line, I'll apologize. I'm I'm not above that, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, but some things I will stick to, and definitely the stuff like flat Earth and you know the um lizard Illuminati stuff and and all that. Yeah, there's. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna meet you halfway on that. Well, no, like I said, I'm willing to go a long distance with you because, like I said, the stuff that David Ike talks about, I used to hear old timers when I was a kid. Yeah. Sitting around drinking yeah. brandy He's not all fucking breaking night. Breaking new you know, ground on no. anything. He's saying the same stuff. Yeah. But but if you're a different generation, you're not from around that. So you're hearing it the first time right. you are. And he's that old guy, I guess, because, you know, everybody's on the internet instead of sitting around the fire listening to their elders, right. you know, talk. So I, I get the dynamic on that. I get the message and the delivery of it and all that. But like I said, you know, just kind of just a forewarning, you're going to lose me. Just about almost every time when you say, yeah, and that's why it's a secret to this day. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> you clearly don't know people. Don't hang around them enough. That's for sure. You know, you just don't want to believe that. Because, yeah, I don't get, I mean, look at all the shit that's happening now. No one can keep a fucking secret on it, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, I mean, it just. Two can keep a secret when one is dead. I, yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't figured that out yet, I, I'm sorry, yeah. but there's a reason why it's a saying. Yeah. No, I mean, you've got people that have signed non-disclosure agreements. Yes. Where if they are in breach of that, they are in legal trouble. Correct. With a fine. There is, there and is a still, monetary. And they still talk. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. They still talk. Yes. And, and, and a lot of it is morality. Mm-hmm. Other of it is um, just a lack of hubris, you know, yeah. and just thinking, you know, I need to say this. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's for the right thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just to spread something that isn't true. But, yeah, I don't I don't get how Yeah, I just I start hearing big conspiracy theories and, 
well, it's been a secret for centuries, you know, or whatever. It's like, yeah. yeah. All right. Whatever. Why don't we test secrets? You tell me one. Exactly. And Let's we'll talk. How long it lasts. We'll talk in six months. Yeah. And see how well that worked. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Solar Temple Cult. Yep. Order a Solar Temple. Yep. And uh, we definitely thank you all for hopping aboard and look forward to uh, seeing either the the returning listeners and subscribers or the new ones for, uh, you know, the fall season, because this is definitely the spike. Uh, we always ask that you subscribe or follow to the podcast. That helps us out the best. And if you can uh, rate and review. Just like Mountain Mama did. We'd, we'd like the good ones, you know, but if you want to be a Mountain Mama, you can say I suck. That's fine. I'm cool with that. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I might got it. I has have potential. But... I have hobbies, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't let this get to me. So, yeah, uh, definitely. If you have uh, any ideas for good episodes, please submit them to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. In addition, for our Halloween episode this year, we are going to do a hot wing kind of contest deal. Um, challenge. Or challenge. Yeah, not contest. We're not giving anything away, you know. Just our pain. Just our pain. Our pain yeah. and our suffering. So, You're welcome, by the way. Hey, if anybody knows Mountain Mama, let her know that we're going to be suffering through uh, uh, hot sauces. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, we're going to do uh, uh, basically some questions from uh, the listeners. So yep. if you have a question, and it could be any question. It could be uh, personal. It could be professional on the podcast if you've got a hot sauce you think we should do and that yes if you have a hot sauce that you think is scorched earth hot yes please send it to us because uh yeah not the hot sauce the name of it yeah we'll we'll get the hot sauce yeah we'll get the hot sauce just give us the name and uh yeah we're looking unless you want to give us we're looking for real scorchers and then um I think I think we have a venue to do this, but uh, if someone wants to volunteer a venue mm-hmm. in the central New York area, by all means, and we'll we could give you props. Uh, we're deciding on how we want to do that, but yeah, for the most part, um, I think that's it for the stuff to ask and yes. and things. Stuff. If you want to do any kind of collab with us, again, email oth at seriouslydecent dot com, and we can definitely talk about a collab either through the fall season or even after. Um, yeah. We're looking to branch, Whatever, man. branch a hell of a lot more out. Uh, so with that being said, rule number one. No Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. No do- uh, No capes. No capes, yeah, right. Four. No dolls with capes. Mm-hmm. No, no blood rituals. <laughs> <laughs> no dolls with capes that has a Ouija, Ouija board doing a blood ritual. No. Damn. Nope. Wow. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if you walked into a room uh, and there's a doll, it's got a cape, sitting on a Ouija board, there's blood in its hands? You know, it was weird was hearing that story yesterday about that fire in that house and that oh, fucking- Oh, with the- And that doll. The untouched, cursed doll. Yeah. Untouched. Yeah. Whole house scorched. Whole house burned. Burned right down. Yeah. And that doll is untouched. Yeah. Oh! Wow. That's why I say no dolls. Yeah. 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 Woo! Yeah. Woo! (laughs) Woo! All right. Next rule. Wait, wait, six? No cults. Satanic or otherwise. (laughs) Seven? Uh, No. Or no. That's six. (laughs) 
Oh, I just see Dean's tail winding. <coughs> He's winding himself up. Six is no apathy. You need yeah. to act to help and act a positive change in this world. That would help. Buy somebody's coffee. Yeah. Put your shopping cart away. Yeah. Leave the quarter in the cart at Aldi's yeah. for the next person. Or just ask somebody if they're okay. Yeah. And just listen. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> that it helps. Works too. Yeah. yeah. Next rule. Seven. Don't engage with the black eyed children, people, aminals, whatever. And rule eight. Just listen. Yeah, definitely. We hope you listen to us next week. We do. As we bring the Order Solar Temple. You guys wanted the cult, so (laughs) here we go. And if we don't listen, I'm putting that on you. We're giving you what you want. (sighs) Have an amazing day, a lovely week. And make good choices. (laughs) Take care, everybody.